Imagine More is a weekly podcast that explores the stories, passions, successes, and failures of young, unconventional entrepreneurs. Chantel works to uncover the person behind the passion and unpack the ingredients of their entrepreneurial minds. What is it that makes them imagine more? Hey, and welcome back to the Imagine More podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're excited today to welcome Diana and Jean from the Groomsman Suit. They're actually one of our Imagine Media social media partners. And we know a little bit about their story, but I can't wait to share with you more about the Groomsman Suit. Uh, specifically, and especially if you're getting married soon, uh, they offer high quality suits and tuxedos and can be conveniently ordered by the men in the wedding parties. So we're gonna dive into that a little bit more, but super unique model, really interesting story. So let's dive in. Hi ladies, welcome to the Imagine More podcast. Hi Chantel. Hi Chantel. Hey, we are so, so excited to have you. And um, I am certainly missing Chicago right now in the summer. I know you guys are are there. We can't wait to hear more about that and your company. Um, is it just amazing weather right now there? Yeah, oh, it is. I the mean, this is when the city comes alive. <laughs> our three months of just gorgeousness, and then yeah, I mean, it is hot today. It's a little sweltering, but you know, we'll take it. After um, you experience a Chicago winter, you take yeah. you take whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's kick things off um, by telling the listeners a little bit more about how you guys met, and then the concept, how the concept of the groomsman suit evolved. Yeah, well, Great. Yeah. Diana and I met in the third grade. Yep. At St. Monica's. St. Monica's. I transferred, <laughs> from, I transferred from St. A's and went to St. Monica's. And um, we just, I don't Get remember the actual meeting, but. <laughs> Jean was one of my only friends in elementary school. I was the chubby kid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Get out of here. One that was my friend before I blossomed <laughs> into the butterfly I like to think of myself as. She was <laughs> always a butterfly. Not really. Mind. A heavy one. Very heavy one. Anyway, so we were we've been best friends since third grade and um we live a mile away. Our homes are a mile away from each other in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where we grew up. And uh, so summers, we just ride bikes to each yeah, other. Yeah, the little beach. Our our families are friends. Our parents are friends. Um, so we um, we've had a good history, which has really proven incredibly valuable in starting this business together. To have sort of that lifetime like longevity of a re- in a relationship with somebody. Yeah, it's basically like a family member at this point. So, but one you choose. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's potential. Like, yeah, yes. I mean, I imagine just that and that immediate trust because you guys have grown up together has has helped you guys grow and scale the business because there's not you know this figuring out period of what are my strengths, what are your strengths. I bet that that's been really helpful. For sure, definitely. Yeah, for sure. It just so happens too that like. What I like to do, what I like to do, Jean isn't particularly fond of, and what totally bottlenecks me, and you know, I hate. Jean really excels at, so we balance each other out really well. That's amazing. So, were you guys always starting companies when you were younger, and you know, the lemonade stands growing up, or did this partnership and kind of the evolution of the friendship happen later on in life? 
Jean was always designing clothes when we were growing up. So I, like I was always tinkering on things, but you know, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Can dress. I make you a dress for prom? Do you trust me enough?" <laughs> not fabric. No. no, I was like constantly conning people into letting me make stuff for them. But you're very um, No, I loved doing that stuff, but no, I don't think. Truly, we never talked about starting a no. business together, and um, you know, Diana was going into pre-med um, yeah. for college and I was going to design school. So could not have been to further. even think of yeah. what that would turn out in turn into. No, How our path wasn't coincide yeah. is like, yeah. So we definitely took totally different paths in what we wanted to do career wise, but we always stayed in touch and we always sort of reconnected um, at different stages. So I was starting um, my career in technical design and had the opportunity to move to Boston um, just a little after graduating college and started working for Talbots. And I you know, called up Diana and said, you got to come out here. You got to come for a long weekend, see my new place. Yeah. We'll live it up. We're downtown Boston. We're in our early 20s. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so she came out to visit. And the rest is history. I ended up gee, I ended up getting a job that weekend while I was out in Boston. <laughs> of working for a nonprofit. I just, when I put my mind to something, I do it. And uh, then Jean and I were roommates for a few years in Boston. I kind of joke because, you know, Jean convinced me to move to Boston. And then when Jean convinced me to move to New York when we wanted to start the groomsmen suit. I start soft with like, come out for a visit. <laughs> come out for a visit. And by the way, work on this company uh, with me. I have some apartments for you to look at at the same time. Hard sell. And then collectively, I would like to think that we made the choice to move to Chicago um, yes, together. So, and then then we were kind of just like dragging our our hubbies along, um, which they've been really good about. But um, it's been it's been a fun journey for sure as friends, and then now as um, business partners. Yeah, I think the stars really aligned with as um, you know as it relates to TGS starting the business. Um, Kevin, my husband and I were living in Columbus, Ohio, just after, uh, well, we, we met there and, um, I was working there and just after we got married, I, he received a promotion with the company he was working for that relocated us to New York. So I was really excited about that. Knowing Diana was in Boston, it was a much easier, we hadn't really seen each other a whole lot over the time frame that I lived in Ohio, but, um, uh, so we reconnected when Kevin and I moved to New York and, um, you know, being in New York, the resources in New York are just, people always tell you that, you know, growing up and in, especially in the fashion industry, New York, New York, New York. And um, I, it always appealed to me to live there. I think um, it was more appealing in my twenties than, you know, moving there in your thirties, but we made the jump and, um, Having just gotten married, we went through the whole wedding planning experience and had to get our groomsmen suited up. And that was sort of the one task that Kevin was responsible for. Um, I have two brothers, he has two brothers, and then he had, you know, tons of close friends. So we had a huge wedding party of nine people nine guys to get suited up, and it was on New Year's Eve. So naturally, I said, just 
do we're gonna do black tie we're gonna get them all in tuxedos make it super easy um done and done like check that off your list so he went to you know he went the easy route went to a big box uh rental store and picked out the tuxedos and then just told all his guys to order um so for me it was a very you know hands off but i realized after the wedding well, and during the wedding, I saw all of the guys suited up and sort of fiddling with their tuxes here and there. And, you know, they did, they really jackets randomly. Yeah. Trading, they were trading jackets with each other because one fit the other better. And I realized how poorly they fit really. And that the guys were sort of struggling with them, but I, you know, I let it go. It was such a fun day. It was not something to focus on. Um, I then the next day had to return a couple of the tuxes for my brothers because they were flying out. And that's when I saw the price tag and the, you know, the statement was on my mom's credit card because my brothers were younger. They didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on renting a tuxedo. And I realized they were, you know, close, just a little over $500 to rent two tuxedos. And that to me... That to me just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so two fifty, a little over two hundred and fifty dollars they spent for the tuxedo rental, and to wear it for one day. Um, so that's when I think the impact of like, wow, this is this market is crazy. Like they're they are making an absolute fortune off mm -hmm. of something that doesn't really fit or look well, but is kind of the only option Absolutely. guys have. So anyway, that's where the the sort of the the bug was planted in my head like that. There seems to be a hole in the market here. Um, then moving to New York, the opportunities opened up for me to like look into maybe manufacturing options, wholesalers, uh, something small, dabble in, like, you know, whatever. So it sort of was in, in the back of my mind. I did end up finding a really awesome supplier suit supplier with years of experience and fit and manu had great manufacturers and had their own line of suiting and working with them, we were able to develop, you know, the suits that we carry now. And, um, you know, Kevin and I decided not, we didn't want to invest a ton of money in this uh, and just what's a way we can prove, prove the concept before going all in. So we, we started talking about a Kickstarter, um, met a really amazing photographer, videographer, JJ Ignatz, who's still our uh, photographer today. We fly her into Chicago a lot, um, developed the Kickstarter for us. And that's when we had the luck of Diana coming to visit and um, taking a look at it for us. That's amazing. And so from, from there, I imagine the Kickstarter was successful. And then you guys went, okay, we actually are going to launch this? Or was there still some, is this a good idea? Like, was there any um, questioning after the Kickstarter? I don't think there was any question. Like, once we launched the groomsman suit, I mean, it really just became, like, became, took on a life of its own. Um, we sold about 100 suiting, suits and tuxedos in 30 days. And we were like, oh, we've really got to get you know, launch our website, we had, there was already sort of a preliminary website started. And so we worked quickly to kind of revamp it and launch it officially. And then it was really just off to the races. I mean, um, it became very quickly our full-time jobs 
um, Diana was actually the first full-timer out of the two of us. Um, I was actually on maternity leave as we were launching the Kickstarter, which was sort of the plan as it was just to have the the time off um, to do it. But I was definitely in over my head. And I think Diana, when Diana came and took a look at it and, you know, I've always turned to Diana for advice on anything I'm doing, starting a new job, you know, dating someone new. (laughs) And so it was very natural for me to say, hey, I've got this crazy idea. It may be the stupidest thing I've ever done, but (laughs) I have these suits I want to sell. And um, I think we could do, you know, maybe like 10 a day. Eventually we could sell 10 a day and that would be X amount of dollars. And that's and we could big live on time. that forever. That's big time. So um, but Diana having having just finished business school and really was um very high level at several other companies um prior to coming to TGS, she had a way of looking at the business plan, really just uh showing us what it could be. And I think having her show, talk to me about, you know, just the actual scale we could take this really got me excited. And, I, and you know, half the time I was like, are you sure, Diana? Yeah, it's like, the best. Real? Working with Jean is the best because I, um, she, I mean, she's real, she really trusts me with what I think might be our potential. And it's so fun because she's always like, well, so excited yeah, I mean, it. when I <laughs> she writes down of like projections, I'm like, I'm like, you, you really have to reel it in. Diana. This is, <laughs> this, this is not Realism. possible. This is impossible. And then, you know, when we exceed those numbers, I always look at her and laugh and I'm like, Jesus, you are just like a little wizard. <laughs> <laughs> happen so it that I think that gave me the confidence um that I um to sort of calm the nerves of launching the kickstarter I think it is scary anytime you put a business out to everyone yeah you worry that you're just gonna you're gonna have you know not gonna hit that target and then you have to tell all your friends and family you know ooh, well that failed that business failed and no one wants to do that so Diana was that extra needed boost of confidence but not only that I think her networking and just social ability in general to share um, concepts with people and get them on board and excited about it really made all the difference in the Kickstarter and hitting that target so for me it was that moment of hitting that target and having Diana um as that immediate sounding board for everything that I think we both realized we had something pretty special. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and uh, we're not letting you answer any, ask us oh, any yeah. questions. Sorry, <laughs> Chantal. Okay. That, like, I think my strength is execution and sort of seeing long-term vision, but Jean really is like the innovator. And so never in my wild streams like I'm not somebody that has necessarily ideas brilliant ideas I happen to be really lucky that my best friend does and then like I can help take them to life (laughs) no it's true like that's that's I think why we have such a great relationship yeah and projections I that doesn't (laughs) it's fun (laughs) (laughs) I love how it's been I mean seemingly it's pretty neat when I'm chatting with entrepreneurs on the show 
there's so many people that it's just an organic kind of development. I mean, they saw an idea, they saw an opportunity or a niche, and it's never super calculated or, um, you know, it's not like they write a 10-page business plan before. They like hop on an idea, they execute it, they try, they test, and then they continue to innovate and um, tweak the process and, and everything. And it sounds like that's what it's been like for you guys, which I think is really fascinating. Yeah, we've been really fortunate to have like immediate proof of concept from the launch of of the groomsman suit. I mean, a lot of times it's not this easy with companies. They have to pivot. They have to tweak their like go-to market strategy. I mean, truly from the moment we put this out, um, it's really taken off. And, And that is the sign of a great business idea, right? Like if you really have to force something into the universe and it's fighting back at you, um, you really have to re-strategize. And that's when a lot of startups have to pivot or maybe not even make it. But for us, the, like it has just pulled us like the need and the demand for affordable men's wedding wear in, in a reliable and convenient way has like just pulled the groomsman suit to life. And so now Jean and I actually are like just holding on for dear life. Like, yeah. <laughs> how, do we, like how do we keep, how do we supplying this, demand? This is really monster. Problem, yeah. It, it is absolutely, it was not a forced business. It was a very slow built concept on a very simple, simple idea. Mm-hmm. You know, five basic suits. That's all it is really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, exceptional customer service. As soon as we started getting feedback from customers very early on, like, wow, you guys are amazing. This is the best service. Thank you for being so responsive. We looked at each other like, wow, these guys really don't have, have not been treated have not well. Not been treated well. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, really, I mean, it was just the two of us answering emails. Yeah. And we're just like, orders. we're just being normal. We thought it was normal. I mean, this is yeah. like it. This so. is all it is. It's a great product and it's great service. Not rocket science, <laughs> but it has really changed, yeah, changed so. things. So. It's become more mm-hmm. sophisticated since, but ultimately that's really the key. Well, and I think that that, I imagine, is core for any successful company is, is staying true to that one customer service component, but also the product and the delivery, uh, which I think you guys have nailed, which is awesome. And I loved how you uh, called the company, like the monster, like, it happens so fast and, and we're certainly going through, at least I can uh, relate in the sense that sometimes it just feels, and I say train, like the front of a train and just like, holy cow, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And trying to keep up and, and make sure we're being the best leaders that we can. But it is a wild ride for sure. I um, would love to kind of dive into day-to-day. So you guys touched on execution and long-term planning versus the innovator how do you guys break that down into day-to-day responsibilities and the roles? Um, well, I mean, it's pretty clear cut. Gene uh, really moves our product forward on a day-to-day basis, working with our manufacturers, uh, perfecting our design. Uh, she's really amazing with like the internal logistics to the company as far as like our fulfillment center and ensuring that like every, you know, our orders are um, packaged and processed in the right way. Um, Yeah. We sort of just, it's a natural separation and there's very 
very few times that things overlap that we're that we both are like should I should I get on this or should you get on this but um Diana is definitely the planner um forecasting and you know where we spend our our dollars um she also does a lot of like the order prediction so how you know as so really the hardest part for us is to predict the size of the orders that we need for six months from now, because when we're placing orders today, we're not actually going to have them on hand in six months. So that's, um, Diana does a lot of prediction and formulas to kind of forecast that, which is really, really the backbone of everything because having inventory is the only way we can supply the customers. But as far as day to day goes, um, we both were so heavily involved in the customer service side for so long that I would say day to day, that was our primary goal is just fulfilling orders and giving customers what they need. Now that we have employees and can delegate off a lot of that um, customer service volume to them as we grow, especially we kind of, we definitely have separate roles where I am much more product involved, but I we heavily defer to each other. So if there's ultimately at the end of the day, it's the decision we both make on everything. So we're both 100% accountable for like what is actually put out there and how things are executing um, in general. Is there anything that's still on both of your plates that you cannot wait to take off or delegate or um, that just kind of drains, drains you as a business owner? I mean, Genius got done saying how fabulous I am in inventory <laughs> management, but man, I would oh, hand, <laughs> not really. I would hand that right off to an expert. Yeah. Let me just tell you, it is something that keeps me up at night. Um, but I mean, we are both probably still doing more customer service than we should be. Uh, it's hard though, because we both love that. Like I just, we lo- I love talking to customers that's if you if I could I'd answer the phone all day long but I can't anymore well you know what it's also like the number one way we figure out how to improve processes is feedback from customers so if we it is a little scary to like completely step out of it because then you lose a little bit of that personal interaction with people that we are we are um needing to serve serve yeah. per you know very well so that's hard but yeah I don't know maybe we, some fulfillment stuff I think it would be nice if we had like the nitty-gritty stuff like, we have like returns and exchanges constantly um being processed and monitoring like the in inbound versus outbound all these little technical things would yeah. be nice to hand off um, but some IT stuff too, but yeah, I mean, we're getting there. It's we not both enjoy everything we get to do here, honestly. So it's not, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to hear some of those real answers of there are going to always be things, but like the bigger picture is, is very fulfilling. And this is just part of starting a company. Yeah. Um, as best friends and business owners, um, how do you guys, how do you unplug and, or, um, is it kind of all hands on deck right now, all hours of the day, or have you guys been pretty intentional about trying to kind of unplug from the business and just be friends? 
I mean, I think that's kind of the, one of the best things that are, that are one of the things I think I'm the most proud of with doing this company is that like Gina and I still hang out. <laughs> like we unplug we, very easily with each other, with each other, and like shut off the work head, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like, I mean, we see each other all day long and then on the weekends, I'm like, so what are you doing? You yeah. <laughs> it's nice. You would think you'd get maxed out. Of yeah. The person. I'm like, so what about Thursday night? Do you want to go out? Uh, so, I mean, that's like, I haven't always had that type of workplace environment where I want to hang out. And it goes with actually the rest of our team too. Yeah. Like I love the other, our other teammates. I would hang out with them. Um, but especially with Jean, I think it's just like natural. I mean, she's like a family member. So you just, it, it would be weird if I didn't, if I only worked with her and then wasn't didn't see her on weekends occasionally or whatnot. Yeah. I, and for the, like Diana and I are 100% TGS kind of all the time in our minds, just because it's just what we think about a lot. But I do think we can, having a partner is so amazing because she can go on vacation and I can, you know, make do while she's gone you know, for the most and part. And be happy about it too. Yeah. Like and, be happy that that she's getting out, you're getting a break. Yes. And, like, and then vice it. versa, where if you don't necessarily have that business partner to rely on when you leave, you stress when you try to, for when you sure. try to detach, you get too stressed out and it's, then it doesn't end up being feeling like you detached at all. So. Yeah. I mean, I think we're still trying to find our work life. It's not balanced anymore. It's not even like, maybe it's harmony. I mean, the thing is, is that we love our job so much. We love what we do. It's also sort of our hobby. And then because we hang out all the time together, we do need other hobbies, <laughs> which sometimes we go shopping, but, um, we, we, I mean, it's certainly like, I think for us now that we're able to have, have, bring people along and expand our team, we're exploring like, what is our good routine, our day-to-day -day routine how do we work best? How do we get into like zones of productivity? I know I'm like really personally trying to figure that out. When do I work out during the day? Blah, blah, blah. So, um, so that we can be the most effective, still really enjoy our job and even get to dabble in some parts of day-to-day uh, -day, like customer service stuff that we, we don't always have time for, but if we're really productive and efficient, then we can. And it kind of keeps us rooted to the core of our business. I love how you called it harmony. I think that's such a great word. Um, balance. I, I, it's hard. And I don't know if that it even exists. I think there's different phases in everyone's lives, but um, I liked the harmony piece. And um, even thinking through when do you work out? Like I, I've recently realized, you know, the middle of the day, closer to kind of this two or three o'clock hour is when I actually kind of hit the slump and I need to refresh with something. Um, and then it's just being diligent and putting it in the calendar so nothing else gets in its spot. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm still, I'm, we're, we're always trying to figure that out. I, um, I think for, uh, for us, it's just, uh, having I think coverage too for customer service plays a huge role in like our flexibility and our routines um but and as we grow it, it does become harder actually to figure out schedules because everything shifts a little bit um 
Whereas now Mondays are like the crazy day for us. It's all hands on deck. But then as the week goes on, it gets a little easier. And, um, but yeah, we've, I mean, I have such, I, I sort of have a, I, I don't get to the gym hardly ever, but my schedule sort of focuses around the drop off and pick up of daycare. Yeah. And as long as I do those two things every day and come into work, I'm good. You're not being put in jail. <laughs> I have, I have, exactly. I have a routine and then, you know, I, I like to work a little bit at night. I'm yeah. more of a night owl. Diana's definitely an early bird. Um, so just sort of. Oh, yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing kind of how you guys break that down. I just have a few more quick questions for you guys to wrap things up. Um, and the first is there, is there anything exciting on the horizon um, or new developments in the company that you guys can't wait to launch or start talking about? Oh my God. There's so, so much. much. I always think Probably like, too much. <laughs> yeah, I always think like, what is there really going to be this time next year? And we're going to be saying the same thing. Like, Last year, there was so much going on. This year, we have our showroom and new headquarters opening here in Chicago in a couple of weeks. We Jeans. just finished a, a photo shoot a couple weeks ago for new new color, new suit color development. A, a youth kids suit line. line, yeah. The kids line is probably one of our uh, favorite upcoming things because we get so many requests for kids suits. Mm -hmm. And we really do feel like that's that's like another moment we had in the business of realizing, oh, there's another hole in the market with youth suiting matching, um, you know, the adult suits for weddings, specifically for weddings. So um, that's something we're really excited about and should do really well with next year. And then we have been dabbling in women's development Um just like creating a really beautiful fit for our women's line, keeping in mind, like not all women want to wear bridesmaids dresses. And sometimes, you know, your best guy friend is getting married and it would be nice to stand up on his side and maybe wear mm -hmm. a suit and what he picks for his groomsmen. But um, we just want to give more options for women in general for suiting uh, whether it be wedding specific or just like, you know, they need a great suit fit for their body type. So we're working on that. Um, and hopefully can, we have so much in development that we're, we're at the point now where we're just trying to be really selective about what we launch and when we launch it. Um, because our core collection that we offer right now is, you know, number one priority to keep supplying the demand so well I can't wait to see all the yeah. fun pictures that came out of that shoot and the kids especially yeah I'm sure it's adorable um second question for anyone who is exploring uh starting a partnership and you know picking that perfect partner to kind of go through life and that business with do you guys have any advice on uh who to look for or qualities or um, anything, anyone that wasn't best friends with that person already, kind of some takeaways there. Um, I mean, finding a good partner, I think is paramount to having a successful company. Um, uh, complementary skills is obviously is really important. It will keep you from sort of stepping on each other's toes yeah. and, um, give you each a focus to move the business forward. Um, I mean, it's just so hard to say like the dynamic, I mean, 
it's hard to say because we know what we have is so rare, unique. Yes. And so to have, to think about finding someone who you don't have this close relationship with to start a business is sort of very foreign concept for us. Um, I would think that that's like the number one hardest thing to do when starting a business is to decide on either find a business partner, you know, you know, either you have the concept and you need help with separate skill set that you don't have. That sort of opens up the doors to like, okay, seek out leaders in those fields of expertise. And, you know, if you and or partner with a a few people. I actually think that there's like a a trend now for businesses with multiple co-founders, three, four, five, um, which I think is really smart, very smart because you can get people with very specific skill sets, all equal in importance. Provides more balance too, because I think when you have two people, it can really, it can, it could be a harder dynamic to strike a balance, but for the more you people you have, yeah, exactly, group, you you reduce that deferred. power struggle. Yeah, yeah. the power struggle is certainly deferred. And like who's doing more than the other person? I can just if you don't have that deep, deep relationship with the person, I would think it would be very hard. You would have a lot more power struggle moments, um, and just developing like you'd have your business that you're trying to nurture and your relationship that you're trying to nurture, which really does start to take away from the business if you let the business relationship and who's doing what sort of um take over that dynamic I would I would think that that would be very hard but I mean you're just the thing is I mean so I think that's brilliant like having multiple co-founders I think too like you've got to come up with a way of like understanding conflict resolution or like how do you communicate? Because there are some challenging moments, especially in the beginning, as you're like talking about um, the setup of the company and everything like that. And there are some, uh, it can make for some awkward conversation. And if you don't have like good communication, like collaborative communication styles, then that can be tricky. So um yeah, I think figuring out right away, like how you got, how you communicate with people is going to be really important. I think those are definitely great tips. So thank you so much for sharing. And last but not least, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about the groomsmen suit? Anywhere on our website that says contact us can, can eventually make its way to me yeah. or Diana. So the groomsmansuit.com, the groomsmansuit.com is our website. And like Jean said, we have um, different ways of um, channeling those. Yeah. Yeah. And we're pretty close to the customer service. So we're like one service agent away. So if anything comes through and says, I want to talk to Jean or Diana. We're right there. We're right there. Yeah. Sometimes we even answer the phone when you call. Yeah. You (laughs) might have my on the line. Um, but yeah, we, we'd love to hear from people. We've been really, um, it's been so fun to get support from other entrepreneurs, women in business. Um, yeah, Diana actually set up this really fun, um, social media page for us, um, to share like the startup story and journey, um, from a more personal side It's it's found.her. 
is our Instagram handle. handle. And um, we post pictures of like our space, you know, being renovated and then new team members joining the team and, you know, uh, funny, funny messages that customers write funny in their, messages, yeah, <laughs> like, in their order. I it, mean, it's, it's really such random. A, it's a random, but really fun page, I think, for friends and family to follow. And then like a lot of um, startup space people follow us and we follow, you know, back a lot of startup things. So it's very startup-y. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's very much, it's a lot more personal, um, like of pictures and things of myself and Diana and our families every so often. So I, if, you know, if you want to see the behind the scenes, that's really the where to go is follow us on found.her. Um, and then, you know, we have regular social media for our, for the groomsman suit on Facebook and Instagram and can all be reached um, through there too. Great. Well, I just followed found.her. So yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> um, and we can't wait to see. And as the launch of the new lines come out and We'll certainly be sure to hyperlink in the in the notes below. But thank you so much for being on the show and carving out the time. Thank you much, thank Chantel. You. This was so fun. fun. Yeah. yeah.